Hey, my name is Donald Miller. Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast. A lot of people don't know that we have a marketing workshop that we do live in Nashville. I actually show up and about 50 business leaders come to town and we spend two days helping you clarify your message. At the end of that workshop, I put anybody who wants me to, I put their website up on a giant television screen and we just diagnose it. Now, by the time I do this, most everybody in the room already knows that their website needs to be fixed, that it's just not converting like it should, that their message needs to be clarified, but I end up telling them all about the same thing. One of the things that I say to everybody as we put their website up is that above the fold, your website should pass the grunt test. And you've probably heard me say this before. What I mean by the grunt test is if I handed your website on a laptop to a caveman in a cave, gave him five seconds to look at your website, then close the laptop, would he be able to answer three simple questions? And those questions are, what do you offer how will it make my life better? And what do I need to do to buy it? Above the fold on your website, everybody's website needs to answer those three questions. And a lot of the other stuff that you've got is just clutter. If they cannot answer those three questions, you're probably losing sales. Listen, I've got a lot more advice like this in a free e-course, and you can get it at 5minutemarketingmakeover.com. There's three five-minute videos that are going to really help you revolutionize your website and even all your other marketing collateral. Just go to 5minutemarketingmakeover.com. Well, here we are on Season 3, Episode 3 of the Building a Story Brand Podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose, noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. Hi, JJ. Hi, Don. (laughs) They're doing some construction in our office, and so JJ had to do some coaching calls pacing around the backyard. (laughs) With your sprinkler aiming at me the whole time. (laughs) I've become absolutely obsessed with the backyard of our office because I'm trying to grow grass back there, Uh and it has to say, anyway, blah, blah, blah. But (laughs) I'm almost to the point now where I want to buy like a grass cam where anywhere in the country I can look on my iPhone and 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 watch my grass. Grow. See how your grass is changing. There's nothing boring about it. It's been this like, mm, you know. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about it, because it actually ties in. I am hooked on transformation. Yes, you are. I like it. I like, so we bought the house next door to turn into our office. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit of a murder scene. The house is a nice house, <laughs> but the basement was kind of a murder scene. The yeah. backyard was not cared for. We had some wonderful tenants who really took care of the top part of the house. But we have transformed this house. We, yeah. we renovated the basement. We got in a bobcat and moved all the dirt around, yeah. and now I'm trying to grow grass back there. <laughs> and there's just something about year over year, things getting more beautiful. Yeah. I just yep. love it. I don't know why I love it, but I love it. And I actually yeah. love yard work. I love mowing the yard on Saturday because it looked ugly a minute ago, and, and now, now it looks <laughs> <laughs> with relatively yeah. little work. Yeah. <laughs> So that actually does lead into what we're talking about because, JJ, uh-huh. with your background kind of doing, I mean, I know you're a communications guy and mm-hmm. you were in Hollywood doing things, but you also were dean of students at a college. Yeah. And yep. so you probably get frustrated like I do when people don't believe they can change. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think when you buy into the idea that you can't change, then you become a victim. Right, you become a victim, and you just kind of take everything. Well, I can't change. Nothing's ever going to change. Yeah, that, that those rules don't apply to me. That's somebody yeah. else won the lottery or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but if you actually want to change, is it, that's how you become the hero. 
right? Yeah. Every good movie you ever watch, the hero is different at the beginning of the movie than they are at the end of the movie. And it's another place where story tells us something because yeah. story, these formulas that we talk about at StoryBrand, they've existed for 2,000 years and they are the sum of best practices. And by <laughs> best practices, I mean Shakespeare figured out what captivated an audience, Aristotle yeah. before him, yeah, yeah. and then on and on into the box office where it's tested every weekend to see. And every one of those movies, almost every one of those movies, the every hero, good movie. Every good movie. <laughs> the hero starts as an ill-equipped, filled with self-doubt. I don't know if I can get this yeah. done. Yeah. Pretty passive, not willing to get off the dime. And by the end, very confident, very skilled. They got the job done. Yeah. And they have transformed. And what that says to me, we're going to get to the branding, building your company yeah, yeah. part of this in a second. <laughs> but just on the sort of, uh, you know, the beautiful inspirational side of it, it says to me that we are designed to change. Human yeah. beings are designed to change. Yeah. Today, uh, we're interviewing, it's got to be one of my favorite interviews, at least in the business sector, yeah. Ryan Dice of Digital Marketer. Yep. And we actually flew out to Austin, Texas, where Ryan is. I spent a day with him. He was generous enough to give me a day of his time just to hang out. And yeah. we, I'm telling you, we got into his office it must have been eight minutes in. You know, I don't know him. He doesn't know me, but we know of each other. We're really looking forward to meeting each other. Eight minutes in, we are all over his whiteboard. <laughs> We're just diagramming. We're both, I think, whiteboard addicts. And, you know, he's built a wonderful company. He's obviously a brilliant guy. He's got a lot of great tools for you over at Digital Marketer. Definitely check it out. I was pleasantly surprised at what an enormous heart he had mm. for his family, for his team, and especially for his customers. Yeah. And he really understands this idea, and it's a principal idea at StoryBrand, that we position ourselves as guides in our customer story. They're the hero, we're the guide. They're Luke Skywalker, we're Yoda. They're Katniss, we're Haymitch. They're King George and King Speech, we're Lionel. He understands that, and he also understands yeah. this idea that when the guide participates in the hero's transformation, you provide something that every customer is really wanting. Yep. And what I mean by that is, you know, let's say that you are uh, selling financial advice. We have a lot of financial mm -hmm. advisors come mm -hmm. through our workshops. And you are selling financial advice and you're selling products, life insurance products, wills and trusts, if you get into the legal side of things, and all sorts of uh, accounts and retirement products. But you're also selling a confidence, a feeling that you are taking responsibility for your money. Yeah feeling that you're providing for and protecting your family. All of that is really an identity that yeah. you're also providing. When somebody walks into a financial advisor's office, they're walking in probably a little confused, yeah. a little scared, yeah. a little unsure of their future. Yeah. And the financial advisor comes in as their guide and moves them to a place of confidence, That's right. security. And that transformation happens because they engage the financial advisor. That's right. And what we don't want to miss here is that even though you're only selling financial advice or you're only selling, you know, I think of Gerber Knives does a great job with this. They sell pocket knives, but they also sell an identity. They sell the identity of the courageous person, the person who's yeah. not afraid to go have an adventure, the person who takes action. And somebody gave me one of those knives and I almost bought one for 50 bucks and it sits on the dashboard of my truck and I never use it because <laughs> I'm a writer. <laughs> I, don't have any, I think I've used it once to open a, a bag of grass seed of all things. Talk about full circle coming back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I would not consider that $50 a waste of money because I bought into an identity. Yeah. I bought into an identity that Gerber is selling yeah. that actually makes me a better human being. Yeah. 
and it increases the perceived and I believe actual value of the knife. Yeah, because I think some people wonder, like when you're starting to talk about identity versus a product, right? right? When you're talking about the identity of a knife owner versus the knife, does it become manipulative in branding when you say, oh, this knife is going to make you feel more manly, it's going to make you feel stronger and capable? Right, and a lot of people would hear me and they would say, well, Don, you're just talking about manipulating people. They're yeah, really yeah. buying a pocket knife, but you're selling all this emotional yeah. jumbo Whatever. I, I completely disagree with yep. them. I think mm -hmm. they're I think what you're saying is, sure, if you can't actually help them become yes. a better person yep. through your product and through your advertising, yes, you are definitely being deceptive and manipulative. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if you really can help yeah. them become a more adventurous person, yeah. uh, or a, even a just risk feel taker, more adventurous. Right, feel better about themselves. Yeah. Then you're participating in their transformation. And brands that participate in the transformation of their customers do two things. One is they provide something that every human being longs for. It's been proven over 2,000 years of best practices and story. People long to be transformed. They yep. long to become somebody different. And you're participating in something. You're giving them something that they long for, probably even more than your product. Yeah. And the second is you're making the world a better place. Yes. <laughs> you you yeah. really are. I think great leaders know it. Great politicians know it. And great brands know it, and they're richly rewarded for it. And Ryan talks about this in the interview, and I love the way he kind of frames it all. He yeah. puts it in real succinct terms, very like he actually uses a grid that yeah. you'll learn about in the interview. He uses a grid very specific of how to look at this and how to see how you are as a brand, not just meeting the physical needs of your customer, but actually helping them move along an identity. And my favorite part is making their day better. Yeah. He actually yeah. uses kind of that language of exactly. you are going to make your customer's day How's better. How's your product going to make their day better? How are you yeah. going to make their character better? All these kinds of things. It is a powerful, powerful tool. If you take 10 minutes and fill out this grid as it relates to one of your products or services, you are going to have so much great copy yep. to use in email blasts <laughs> yeah. and Facebook ads and blogs and all sorts of stuff. It's a powerful tool, and it couldn't come from a better human being. Ryan Dice, I'm a huge fan I don't want to wait anymore. We've talked long <laughs> enough. I got to go water my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to listen to Ryan Dice. So here's my interview with Ryan Dice of Digital Marketer. It is so great to be here in Austin. Great to be in your office. Yeah, good to have you here. You know, I got to tell you, there's so many people getting the digital marketing space. You're probably the king of this thing or one of the kings of one of the bigger countries in the game of risk. Yeah, of like Lithuania. <laughs> like it's a good country. It's yeah. not that big, but you know, yeah. I'm proud to say that of all the people out there teaching and talking about digital marketing and things like that, I think we're one of the few that makes more money doing digital marketing <laughs> and talking about digital marketing. It's always been a byproduct. Yeah, that's um, right. It's how we've been able to go out and, and invest and go into so many different markets without having to get investors and things like that. But yeah, I mean, I think that's what makes us different. It's how we stay sharp is yeah. we do this stuff every day. There's a lot we can talk about. Uh, but I want to actually hone in on something that you and I discussed this morning in your conference room. And it's this idea that our customers are really on a transformational journey. We sell products. You know, everybody listening to this sells either plumbing equipment or, you know, a chicken sandwich or whatever it is that you sell. But human beings buy what we call character transformation because we come from the story world. And you have diagrammed sort of a grid on what, how to identify the before and after of what your customer looks like that I think is maybe the best tool I've seen to help us identify what character transformation actually means. It's such a great tool that in you know my story world, the screenwriting world, 
I'm taking it there to these all these guys sitting down trying to write a screenplay and saying, you know what, go through this grid, which is a marketing grid. Right. And we, we don't out. have to tell them that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Figure it's out okay. what your fictional character looks like before and your fictional character looks like after. Then separate those two and write a story to get them from here to there. You take this grid and say, what does your customer look like before? What do they look like after? Then you separate it and you have a lot of products to help you figure out how to get your customer from here to there. And in the process of getting a customer from here to there, they buy a lot of your products. Is that right? Am I yeah. getting that right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the idea. I think everybody overcomplicates business and they overcomplicate marketing. I mean, if you think about business, what are you doing as a business, like as a company? You know, if it's your job and, and yeah, I don't care if you're a landscaper or a plumber or even if you're running a nonprofit, your job, the reason that you make money is because you move people, human beings from a before state to an after you change state. them. You, you contribute change to them. their transformation. Yeah. I mean, so let's, let's talk about the plumber, right? I mean, if you're a plumber and somebody has an overflowing toilet, right? Like that's it. Like that is their day. Like that, that's not a day that's going to be remembered as a happy, positive one, right? right? That's going to be a really bad day. And it's going to be a day in their life that's just gone. Right. And if this happens on a regular basis, like that, that impacts somebody's life. There's something, you know, great and wonderful and joyous that they didn't get to do that day because of this thing. If you can swoop in, right. I mean, let's say this happens in, in the middle of the night. If you can, if, if you're the, the person who, when the phone rings late at night, like you answer and then you're there, like you've changed somebody's life. You, you know, they mm -hmm. were in this before state where they were, they were frustrated. Maybe they're embarrassed. Maybe they have friends coming over the next day and now their house is going to smell like, you know, feces or whatever. And, and now they're, they have back what they want, you know, what they wanted before. I mean, that's what you do. And, and in business, we are, we are changing people. It's not simply about how can we make somebody like just merely happy? Like, how can we evoke a real life change in someone's life? And the greater the extent of the change, the more value we bring, the more that we can charge. So I think that's where every business has to start. Human beings are designed to change. They want to change. We all change. I mean, even on the cellular level, seven years from now, you're not the same person that you were seven years ago. We're designed to change. And when you can tap in to that fundamental desire in whatever line of work you're in and contribute to the positive evolution, if you will, of your customer, you tap into something deeper than just your products. Yeah, it's a big deal. And, and I think it's critical and it's hard to do, right? right? It's hard to do as a business owner because we're so close to it, right? We're so unbelievably close to it that it's only when somebody cries in front of you because, you know, there you are a plumber, you're just unclogging somebody's toilet or you're, you're some blink. It's like, thank you. You know, maybe it's a newly married couple and it's like, mm -hmm. thank you so much. My mother-in-law was going to come and visit us for the, for the very first time and stay with us. And, you know, had it not been for you coming, everything would have been a disaster, right? You need to realize that for that person, you fundamentally changed the course of that next week, maybe the, the course of the relationship with yeah. mother-in-law, right? Yeah. I mean, you have, you have changed that person. You've done something big that goes far beyond you know, fixing a clogged toilet yeah. or, or solving a leak. Is everything that you do going to be impactful to that extent? No, of course not. But understanding what you're capable of doing, like what you can do, the power that you do have, the value that you can bring, I think it's important. And I think it's important to not only figure out how to articulate that value, but also articulate it and tell that story to your own team. Yeah. Tell it to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fall in love with your company all over again. And that deepens your corporate mission. It unifies your team. It gives you a cause, yeah. uh, a very real cause to get people motivated by. Before we get into this actual grid, because yep. one of the beautiful things about this interview is you're giving us a tool that is extremely powerful that helps us sort of create a map and chart the transformation of our customers. And we can use that in our marketing collateral. Uh, before we get to that, let me make sure I'm getting this right. We've got 
you know, pre-Starbucks, before Starbucks stores were I cannot expanded <laughs> all over what the is place. This, what is this thing you speak of? Coffee was 50 cents. <laughs> right. It was something you did at a diner, you know, probably by yourself or maybe driving through a McDonald's. Or you crack open the old, the old Folgers tin. At, at your home, yeah. pouring it into a, a thermos uh, with the, the scotch uh, right. thing on it. And then, you know, Starbucks comes along and instead of just selling coffee, they sell this idea, first of all, it's a, it, early on and, and maybe today, although it's debatable, it was a sophisticated brand. It made you feel a certain way when you walked in the room. They taught their employees to uh, turn the other cheek when people were frustrated, treat everybody like royalty, uh, deliver what they called pep with every cup of coffee. Also, they philosophically believed that communities should have a place to meet, that people should get together. That is participation in the transformation of the way people see themselves and the way a community works from the worst to the better. Because of that, they were able to charge $4 for something that used to cost 50 cents. It's still just coffee. Yeah, it wasn't merely a caffeine injection, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what, if you want to get down to the pure features, and if that's all you ever talk about, then you're going to be marginalized and commoditized as a company. Right. It, it just, it'll happen. When you start speaking to the change that you're causing... Now you're able, as a business, to make apples and oranges comparison all day long. If as a business, you engineer everything, not to having the best product, but having the product that delivers the ultimate desired end result, you'll never go out of fashion, mm. right? And that, but to do that, you gotta know it. Yeah. And then when you know, here's where they are today, here's where they want to be, you've got the before state, you've got the after state, your job is to transport them yeah. from one state to another. Help them become yeah, somebody that's different. what business is Now, doing. Here's, here's what I'm hearing in the back of my brain. I'm hearing somebody listen to this podcast and they say, Don, Ryan, we sell HVAC systems. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But here's what we're saying to you who sells HVAC systems. You sell those systems to human beings. Yeah. And human beings are very complicated. They don't just buy features and benefits. They don't just buy products. They buy a whole package of unseen, invisible things that are pretty easy for you to execute within your brand and participate to them becoming better people. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, there's no B2B and B2C. It's H to H. Humans it's to human humans. to human. Yeah. For a time, we owned uh, an industrial water filter manufacturing company. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I said we've done it all, we pretty much done it all. <laughs> so you think an industrial water filter, our, our, our customers were like desalinization plants and hydrothermal power plants. Right, it's the ultimate. The ultimate of it's human beings. We're not looking for any human being. We're looking for just numbers. Exactly. And we just need stats need and... this. But what we found is, and this is why it's clear to understand who is your customer. Right. So our customer was not a power plant. Our customer was a particular uh, manager engineer who, if one of these filters, if their filters clogged, or if they didn't have enough of them there on site, if they ran out of them, it shut every, it shut the entire operation down, because we were the filters that were on the front end of the process, and if these heavy particulates were getting through, it was going to break, you know, multi-million dollar equipment and machinery yeah. further down the line. Like our $12 filter was basically the choke point. And, and so what they just wanted was assurance. They, because if they didn't have this thing in stock, everything else got shut down. And so what we were given that person was peace of mind. Hey, you're not going to get fired because you don't have this $12 piece. Cause we're going to make sure that we have your thing in stock. We got it in our distribution center. We can hotshot it over to you if you need it, 
Right. So we were speaking to their thing. Which How can we them, make you look like a superstar? Which allows them to take on the identity of somebody who is competent. Yep. Somebody who's on top of it. I think that's what we're talking about. Yep. We're talking about it. So how do we identify, and you've given us a wonderful grade to do so, how do we identify the before and after of our customer? The before is as they meet us or begin to engage our brand. The after is really what we're offering them in terms of who they can become. Yep. And you have put together a grid. So if you imagine a piece of paper that uh, on top says before and after, right? Just two lines. So yeah, if you have, if your columns are before and after, and then the rows are have, mm -hmm. feel. What do they have? What are they feeling? Yeah, average day. What does their then, average day look like? Yeah, and then status. So when we think in terms of have, so we ask the question, what does our customer have before and what do they have after? Or what don't they have before? That they that they now you know have after like so maybe you know maybe if you're a doctor they have some type of illness and after they don't have the illness like you're removing that that's that's a big deal in the case of you know filters it's before you don't have a filter now <laughs> yeah, you have particulates a in your water yeah now this is this is a problem right this is the thing because this is where most business owners and marketers stop they stop at the have yes. they stop at the features we call that the external problem yes the I mean physical just, thing that's that going is the on. physical thing that that you got and but that's where most people stop it's the most obvious. So everybody goes there and it's not particularly helpful mm -hmm. or compelling or persuasive. One below that is feel. Can you describe how your customer feels? What is their emotional state before versus their emotional state after? Yeah. Emotional state before, emotional state after. So in the case of the plant manager, you know, buying the filters, their emotional state before is they're nervous. They're scared. They're going to get fired in all kinds of trouble if they don't have these items, you know, in stock, ready to go. Right, so they're they're scared. Um, they've been burned in the past. You know, they're really they're worried that some stupid twelve dollar part could cost them their job. After they're confident, they're in control. When the thing comes, they're like, "We got it, boss. You guys go play golf. Do whatever you want to do. I, I got the plan." Right, right. So, what is that emotional state? And we all know this. We've been told we need to sell with more emotion. We need to use more emotion in our selling, and we're writing copy and things like that. The next one, average day. And this is and this is really powerful. Well, this it, is you 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 get this better than anybody else, right? <laughs> but it's great. I mean, think about writing an email in your email sequence or sending out uh, an email to your list saying, "Here's what an average day looked like before somebody bought our product. Here's what it looks like now." That's amazing story of transformation. Yeah, it, it's you get to narrative. I asked this question to uh, to a guy who's doing uh, bariatric surgery, and, and um, I said, "So tell me a story. Like, how, when you had a really." like massive impact, like what, what did they tell you when they came in? What was that first consultation like, right? Like I hear it all the time, the same type of story. Okay, ding, 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 great. That's a writer downer. I know I wanna be paying attention. If you, if you hear the same narratives begin to repeat themselves, then you're tapping into something. Yeah. He said, a uh, woman comes in and she's just, she's really upset because her uh, and, and she said, it's always some type of life event, whether it's a, a birthday or an anniversary. And in this case, it was a daughter's, her daughter was getting married and she came in and, and she was basically already crying by the time, by the time she, we were doing the initial consult. And it's because, um, her daughter's getting married and she went to go and buy a dress for the wedding. Only the stores that she used to buy dresses from didn't have stuff in her size. Mm. She had to go to a different store. Mm. She had to go to a different part of that store when she got there that had stuff in her size, right? That was her before state, you know, and she's weeping and, and, and is really upset. And then after, you know, she comes back, she's like, I'm so excited. I can now 
wear any dress I want right off the rack. Um, my daughter got married. It was beautiful, you know, and I looked gorgeous standing next to her if I do say so myself, right? <laughs> to tell that story. Right. So when we think about, uh, we say average day, but really paint a picture. What's the worst day like? Yeah, and you it's know, amazing how I would, I would best bet day like? Seven to nine out of 10 business leaders who are listening to this haven't even written those two stories down yet. And it's probably your most foundational sales and you and, and what I found is is business owners who, especially if they're actually good at what they do, yeah. which hopefully all your listeners are, yeah, yeah. right? Hopefully we're, we're operating from that, like, you know, that- We that tend state. to attract the most competent. Let's hope so. <laughs> um, but you have these stories. We just, we don't, t- we take them in and we're like, wow, thanks, great. That's so wonderful and so good to hear. We don't see the gold that's sifting exactly, right through Exactly, it's yeah. right there. And that's why I say, tell me a story. Hopefully right now in doing this, can I give an, another example? Yes, yes, please. Okay. Um, there is, uh, there's a cosmetic dentist here in town, Yes. right? Now this cosmetic dentist, I haven't met this person. Um, and so I don't know exactly, maybe he figured it out or the, the marketing agency did, but his commercials are wonderful because they tell this story. All you see is somebody sitting in a, you know, in a, in a dentist chair, right? After their procedure and they have a mirror up in front of their face and you can just see them like weeping tears of joy, right? Now this gets into the emotional state, the feel that we talked about before, mm-hmm. you know, but they're weeping tears of joy and it's, and you don't even see the people's teeth. Like you don't see Isn't the that transformation. He isn't featuring the product he's that not, he actually he's delivers. Featuring he's the featuring the feeling the that people get, yeah. which is what we're really That's buying what we're talking about. very often. Yeah, we're it's, buying the change. Yeah. And 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 it's and it's people talking and it's not it's just people talking, it's saying, you know, before uh, people didn't even like to hang out with me. They thought that I that, that I didn't have a sense of humor because I didn't like to laugh and I didn't smile. And even, you know, when I did, I would cover my mouth. And so people thought that I was standoffish and that wasn't the case at all. I was just so embarrassed by my smile that I didn't want to, mm. you know, and now, you know, I'm the life of the party and I'm this and, the, and it's just nothing but before and after. Now, this is either the most like intuitive dentist I've ever met in my entire life, or he's a <laughs> really got a great, great marketer, yeah. like working for him. But it's a, it's a story that that's was probably why there. they're not showing the teeth because yeah. he's just a bad yeah, dentist. But he's a great marketer, yeah, a great marketer. <laughs> but the story is good, so think about it. And if and if you're doing good work, you have this. Yeah. So so that's a good well, not thing. only that, any work we do, we can deliver the kind of customer service that makes people feel better themselves. Period. Yeah. You can deliver the kind of service that says, boy, you're, you're special and you're worth being kind to, which is part of the transformational journey people are looking for. It's why people are drawn to Southwest Airlines over so over the other airlines. They say they're not in the, the airplane business. They're not in the flight business. They're in the customer service business. That was business. Zappos, right? We're not in the shoe yeah. business. We're in the, yeah, we're about caring people. There's no replacement for giving a damn, yeah. right? And yeah. actually listening to people. And I know it's hard as a business owner. We get so jaded. We have a hard time seeing the forest from the trees. We usually only hear about the really crappy stuff and the really angry people. They're the ones, mm-hmm. but take a moment, like step back, talk to people, hear the stories. Yeah. Um, so that's the third thing. So we, we had have. What, what did they have? What, what do they, they not have before? Yeah. What do they have before? How has that changed after? Yep. What are they feeling before? What are they feeling after? And the after is you, after you right. entered into their life. What was their average day like before you? What is their average day like after you? And now status. Yeah, status. Um, so... Napoleon Bonaparte was famous for saying, uh, I've made the most wonderful discovery. Men will fight long, even hard for a bit of colored ribbon. Men will fight long, hard, even die for a bit of colored ribbon. Um, There is something magical about about status. And it's because most of us walk around, um, we don't get much praise. You know, we don't get told that that we're great. And so thinking about like, how does this product or service change the the status of somebody? Now, you may be thinking, well, I don't do that. You know, I'm just an HVAC company or I'm just a landscaper, right? I just mow people's lawns. Well, if you're a 
red-blooded American man and your neighbor has a prettier lawn than you, you don't have the same status that he has, right? So make no mistake, if you have a lawn company, you better be selling status. You better be saying, we're going to make sure you have the most beautiful lawn on the block. Or you're going to have a lawn that everybody's going to be asking you, what do you do to make sure your lawn's so gorgeous? And you know what? We hope you tell them about us. But if you don't, you want to take all the credit, that's fine too, yeah. right? That's the kind of messaging that you need to be putting out there because that's what you're selling. People aren't just, you know, I prefer green grass to brown. Like, oh, come on, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's just, it's, it's, not a, it's not about that, right? Yeah. And if you talk about how, you know, we only use blah, 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 and, and we're organic and we're that, you know, there's a segment of the population and, that's going to care offering, about that. That's offering people status within that segment of the population. Yeah, but you better make sure if you're going to do that, that, you know. You give them a way to market. <laughs> yeah, you better be selling to, to like a particular neighborhood in Austin, Texas, where they're right. going to eat that up. But, you know, if you're in other places, they may not care, yeah. right? So understanding like, how can you go about changing their status? It's why at Digital Marketer, we pivoted from just selling, you know, workshops and trainings to, to offering certifications. Because mm -hmm. it was one thing to teach somebody something. It was another thing to say, you now have to become something different. Right. And it's so it just goes so much into that, that story brand idea of the guide coming back at the end of the story and affirming yeah. that the hero is now fundamentally different. Luke, you are a Jedi now. Right. Uh, Daniel in Karate Kid. Right. You are a champion. Uh, king George in King's Speech. Lionel comes back. You will make a great king. Brands can play uh, that role in somebody's life. Apple did it to some degree. Uh, you deserve to be seen, heard and understood. We give you tools to express yourself. And people bought these silver computers or at the time, white computers or computers that look like clamshells because they were a part of this movement of people who bought yeah, the white this earbuds, identity. Right. The white earbuds as opposed to the right. black ones. <laughs> yeah. Right. Every other every other set of earbuds and headphones was black. Apple said, we're going to make ours white so that it's different. Like when you put those in, people yeah, will, you, see, them people and, will see that you're, you're a kind of person. Which they accomplished visually through, you know, good looking kids dancing in silhouette form to U2 or whatever. And I love that even, you know, sub $5 million businesses, because we're all, we're using Apple and all these, but sub $5 million businesses, if you explore even for a day, you know, what does your brand represent? What is the aspirational identity of a potential customer? And you begin to play that out in small ways in your brand. We've seen it cause a dramatic uptick in engagement. And it doesn't work in every market, right? Like, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't come up with a way that an HVAC company, for example, can give status, direct status to a homeowner. Now, it's embarrassing as a homeowner when you want to have people over and your house is really hot. But if I were a plumber, like I would probably leave a little card, uh, like a little kind of like bifold card on the, if I went to work on a toilet, like, and I fix the leak, I'd leave something on there like, you know, this toilet is declared, you know, declared stink free <laughs> by Joe's plumbing, right? Yeah. With a little, so I mean, you can have fun with it, but, but it kind of has that, that kind of thing where like, yep, we have placed the stamp of approval, you know, on this. And maybe the person's just going to throw it away. You know, maybe they'll have a chuckle. Maybe they'll leave it there. Yeah. But it's, it's also a position. It's, it's selling a bit of personality play. and playfulness, yeah. which people want to associate their identity with your identity because it's a positive aspirational identity. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's, so can every company come up with status? It's hard. And I don't think you should force it because there's enough other things between, you know, average day and, and just getting better at feel. If you can just move beyond the have mm. one, which mm -hmm. that's where most people go to and stop. If you can just move from have to feel, you're going to be light years ahead of your competition. If you can just learn to speak emotionally, 
you can, you're going to be so far ahead of the competition. If you can move into speaking in terms of story and narrative, which hopefully everybody listening to this, this is not a new concept, right? right? Hopefully they've all gone through the story brand training and they all know this stuff, but that average day, you know, ask your customers, tell me a story, you know, that's great. Um, if you, if status makes sense and you can work it out, then, then good. But if you can't, you know, don't force it. There's enough other stuff to work with there. Yeah. And I, I would think just using this grid, Ryan, yeah. that you've created, just using this grid, I think would, it would certainly cause an uptick in customer engagement, but it would increase morale amongst the staff. They would, there would be a cause that they're working for. This is a powerful tool. It should cause you to fall in love with your business again. Yeah. Cause it's so easy as business owners to just say, uh, and even high level executives, right? Just to be focused on how are we going to make payroll mm. the next time, right? So to take a moment, you know, 30 minutes, an hour to just think about, okay, what's the real work that we do? Yeah, it should cause you to fall in love with your business again. If you share it with your team, it, it, it should cause um, them to re-engage. If you share, share it with your customers, they should see you differently than the competition. They should really know that you care because you're not just saying, we care, we value service, we're exceptional, right. innovation, right? And all this horse crap, right? It's just like, no, 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 here's what we do for you. Yeah. You know, we really do care. And if it doesn't bring a big old fat smile across your face, then you probably need to keep keep working because yeah. it, it should. Yeah. Or find another business where yeah, you can actually another, fill out this grid. Where you can do it. Exactly. <laughs> well, this also brings us to this point that we talked about earlier. And, and I think it's worth us talking about for our cust- for the for our listeners' sake. Uh, a lot of us have a product-centric business. We think when, when we're going to market or we're thinking about marketing our products or when we're thinking about delivering our products, we think about products. And you talk about the danger, and it goes right into everything we've already talked about, of having a product-centric business as opposed to a customer-centric business. What do you mean by that? So I, I think about the piano key tie. You're <laughs> we a, all remember You're that. from the 80s. You're alive. You're <laughs> plenty old enough in the 80s. right? So the piano key tie, right? Quite the fashion statement yeah. of the 80s. And that's a product. And I'm sure the person that invented came up with the piano key tie made a killing. Then you think about a brand like Chanel, mm-hmm. right? Now, Chanel is a brand that has been around for decades. A lot of people don't realize that Chanel like exploded onto the scene in popularity because it fundamentally invented the miniskirt. You know, the miniskirt craze of the 60s was kind of started by Chanel. But Chanel didn't say, we want to be defined by the miniskirt. That would have been a product-centric perspective to take on it. This is who we are. This is what we're about. Any more than Apple said, we are defined by the Macintosh. Right? Apple computer took the word computer from the name of their company because they said our company is not defined by the products we sell. Our company is defined by the people we serve. Mm. And that's the distinction between having a product-centric business and a a customer-centric business, a market-centric business. Defining, saying, look, we have no sacred cows when it comes to product. We want to make our people smile. And and if today they like miniskirts, we're going to give them miniskirts. If tomorrow they want Dresses down to their ankles, we'll get them dresses down to their ankles. And if you watch the progression of Chanel fashion over the years, it has changed dramatically. Fashions and tastes change. They only always have and they only always will. If you keep focused on what do our people want and you just keep asking, what do you want? What do you want? How can I serve you? How can I serve you? You'll never go out of fashion. You'll always be hip. You'll always be cool. The second that you decide that your business is grounded in this particular thing, why did BlackBerry, why the heck does BlackBerry not just own the smartphone market, hmm. right? Why didn't Blockbuster just own the, become the streaming, become Netflix, right? It's because they defined their business not by the people they served, but by the product they sold or by the way that they sold it. Hmm. And, and so to think, no, no, we exist to serve this market. This is who we serve. This is who we live for. We're going to give them what they want. That's how you last. And if you look at the companies that have done that, 
that have been around for generations, they made that choice long ago, whether it was very overt or it just kind of happened. But I would encourage everyone who's on right now, and, and the first step to doing this is to do this before and after grid, mm-hmm. to think in terms of your customers, to think in terms of the value that you bring, not simply the product that you sell. I think that's so essential. You know, the very first thing we talked about as we uh, started this interview was we have to listen to our customers. And to me, it's been an evolution. I mean, I started, you know, story brand years ago and you're just trying to get it off the ground. And all you're thinking about is yourself and your pains and your wounds. And how am I going to yeah, make this I paycheck? Sure like to, I, I sure would like to eat food. <laughs> yeah, I like to eat food. Food is good. I like shelter. <laughs> and for every burrito I eat, I've got to give I'd the like government to, three. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the things that you're thinking about. I'd like to keep having a roof. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you begin to succeed because you've got a good product. And that's where the temptation is to keep thinking about the product. But as Jim Collins and so many other business experts remind us, if we can just get over ourselves, and stop playing the hero in the story. Begin playing the guide, which involves enormous amounts of listening and actual caring. And I think most people are, who are listening to this are like you and me. We actually don't want to get up in the morning and talk about ourselves. We don't. We feel like we have to. And it's counterintuitive to think that I don't have to do that. But I would say, and I would argue, and we've seen case study after case study that, that proves people are richly rewarded by beginning to listen rather than just to continue talking. It's true in relationships. Yeah. Why in the world wouldn't it be true in business? Yeah, it is. I mean, I teach like our salespeople always start with a question. What do you know about us? Mm-hmm. You know? So why, why'd you, why'd you come here? What, what's kind of the thing? What's going on with you? Tell yeah. me what's yeah. going on with you. I interviewed a what copywriter. What are you frustrated about? Yeah. I interviewed a copywriter yesterday. I've been interviewing copywriters all, all week and I always ask one question like, okay, so if you need to write a piece about an industry you don't know much about, you know, you're going to write it for a company, you know, what do you do? Tell, tell me about your process. And what I want to hear is I go and I talk to, I want to talk to customer support. You know, I ask if there's a, a list of customers. What most say is I'll go and do, you know, research. Oh, what does that look like? Well, I'm going to go read blog posts. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I want to hear, I'm going to find the source. I'm going to ask questions. Then I'm going to shut up and listen. Yeah. When you're I'm going to find a human being. That. Yeah, yeah. We interviewed 10 copywriters. One, one had that aspect in that answer. Everyone else would talk about how oh, I Google and I'm going to Google this and I'm going to Google that. I'm going to look for this and I'm going to read this many books and, and all that's fine. But if you're not going to actually talk to your customer and then ask them good questions and listen intently, you're never going to be great at service. Before and after, what do you have or not have? What do you feel? What's your average day look like? And what is the status that you're looking for? I think this before and after grid is an unbelievably powerful tool. It can be turned into blog posts, ads, elevator pitches, keynote addresses, conversation at cocktail party, and certainly stories that will grow your business. Ryan, this has been an unbelievable interview. Thank you so much. This is fun. Thank you for having me. JJ, this is the part of the uh, podcast that we call How'd They Do It? Yep. And you actually called and interviewed Alexis Meads. Yes. And talk about participating in somebody's transformation. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what yeah. she does yeah. for her clients. And StoryBrand did that for her too. Yes. She came to our live workshop, I think in September. Yep. She was one of 50 business leaders who came to Nashville, spent two days to clarify her message. Yeah. And saw some terrific results. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about I it. I got to meet with her at the workshop. So I got to know her a little bit and even had some time on one of the breaks where we just kind of went off to the side and really focused in, brought her message all together, made it clear and concise. Yeah. So I got to know her then and then kind of did some follow-up coaching with her after. So I've got to know her pretty well. So when we called her, I was so excited to talk to her because I saw how quickly 
how she implemented it and then how quickly it changed her business. Mm. And she basically helps frustrated women find confidence and clarity so they can focus on what matters most. Oh, I remember. Yes. She's a bit of an executive coach, life coach kind of. Exactly. And so in the time since she went through the process, she'll talk about this in the interview, but basically her email list doubled in just like the couple weeks following uh, the live workshop. And she has these coaching sessions where she gives away for free, basically come do a free half hour coaching session. And those are booked. She can't like get enough (laughs) of those out there because she's so booked. So I love what StoryBrand did for her and how we helped her transform. But even more than that, I love how what it's doing is allowing her to help more people transform through her coaching business. Well, I love that. Guides teaching guides to be guides for other heroes. <laughs> I think we've been incepted. We're inside yes, the system Changing now. the world. Changing the world. Well, let's listen to it. This is Alexis Meads from AlexisMeads.com. And let's hear her transformation story after going through the Story Brand Workshop. Hello? Hey, Alexis. It's JJ from Story Brand. How are you? Hey, JJ. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. Tell us a little bit about what you do. I'm a life coach and a writer. So I specialize in helping women find greater confidence and clarity. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's great. What was the reason why you decided to come to the workshop? I was following along with StoryBrand, listening to the podcast, you know, reading the articles, and so much of it was just these huge aha moments. And some problems that I was really having before the workshop, which inspired me to come, was I wasn't clear on who my ideal client was and how to tell their story. Yeah. Um, Talk a little bit about that. What was kind of confusing about that? You know, I think what was confusing about it is as a life coach, I have different people come to me for a variety of different reasons. So I found that instead I was kind of writing and speaking to whatever was on my mind or all these different issues rather than kind of honing in on who this person was, what they were going through, and how to speak to that story as a guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel like that changed once you went through StoryBrand? So one of the biggest changes, I think, for me was it really helped to build my confidence, first Mm. of all, in, in just how to do this whole process and kind of reinvigorated just my feeling about my business. I had been stagnant for a long time. My list growth had been stagnant. I wasn't seeing new people would reach out and tell me how much they loved my writing or loved my work, but they weren't converting into clients. So after going through story brand, I think the biggest shift was definitely learning to see myself as the guide rather than the hero. And while yeah. I thought I was being the guide the whole time, I, I wasn't at all. I mean, the pictures were of myself and my life. I speak about my life. I really was acting continually as the hero without even noticing it. So I love that that was kind of the big realization. That's one of the big realizations a lot of people come to when they come to StoryBrand is that idea of we're not the hero, our customer is. And I remember kind of looking at your website before and it was really, you know, it talked a lot about you and the things that you had done, which was fantastic. But what is really fun is, can I read, I actually am on your website right now at (laughs) alexisleads.com and I was reading this ahead of time and I love some of the language that you created on here. This will show how much you shifted from you being the hero of talking about how you help people and do all these things to talking about the customer. And here's what you say. You miss that carefree and confident girl you used to be. 
You remember a time when things seemed easy breezy, when you had pee your pants kind of belly laughs and took life by the horns. <laughs> Somewhere along the way, you lost some of that confidence and sparkle. I know how it feels, but girl, it's time to make a change because you deserve to enjoy your life. That's why I developed a coaching program that has helped hundreds of women find clarity, confidence, and balance. I Love it. First off, it's very clever writing and it hits on some really (laughs) like internal things that people are feeling, but you shifted around from, I can coach you. I can do this to here's what you want. You are carefree and confident. You are a person who has so much to offer the world and it's time for you to get back to that and I'll help you, which I love, love, love. After you went through and kind of shifted some of the stuff on your website and added some lead generation Mm -hmm. and things like that, what's the difference you've seen in your business? You said kind of before you were stagnant a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, the biggest difference I've seen in my business, um, it really helped with my writing too, which is how I created most of my lead generation. And actually, since the workshop, I've more than doubled my email list. Um, so <laughs> for so cool. I know. It's amazing. I had one article that just really resonated and went viral and have more than doubled my email list in just the last few weeks alone since oh making goodness. these website changes. So yeah. Cool. And, you know, kind of, I had worked with you on a call after the, the Yeah, workshop. we had a coaching um, call. We did a coaching call. And that really helped me to also not only get those leads, but to set up a series of emails that was going to work for me. So I really started booking out those consult calls and that's what converted people into clients. So I've been growing uh, not only my email list, but actually making conversions again through those consult calls into clients. And that's definitely been the most exciting piece for me. Uh, amazing. I am so proud of you. I really like, I, <laughs> Thank you. I love what you're doing. I love how you're helping people. And then on top of that, just the way that it all has found clarity. And so people who really mm-hmm. are in that spot, that's the biggest thing about all of this is it's not just, oh, we're selling more and we're doing things. It's, it's that people who are dealing with some pretty significant things in their life, you are now able to communicate with them that you can help them. And when you do that, people's lives change. So it's not just, oh, we're going to make you famous or we're going to make you more money. It's really about you have a passion. I know you have a passion for women to help them regain their confidence and find clarity. And they couldn't find you before or didn't know that you had that ability to help them. And now they do. And women's lives are changing because of that. And I get a little goosebumpy about it. I'm really, <laughs> really excited for you oh, and I'm you. excited for them and everything. So kind of how we wrap things up with these uh-huh. interviews is, do you have any tips for our listeners based on some of the changes you made? Do you have any tips for our listeners of things they can do to their marketing in order to find clarity as well? So the biggest thing that helped me after the workshop is I really started listening to what my audience wanted. Um, and even if you don't have an email list, that's okay. Like, put something up on Facebook or a Twitter post and just ask, like, what are you struggling with? What problems can I help you with in regards to your business? Oh, that's a great idea. And just listen. Yeah, I really just started listening. And once I started listening, it all clicked. And I picked one person. So pick that one ideal person you have in mind uh, in relation to your business and, you know, market to them, like just to them, as if you're only speaking as the guide to their problem. Yeah. And to me, this, totally toned down on the confusion and overwhelm and just helped me get really clear on what people needed help with essentially and and how I could help 
fix those problems. Oh, so cool. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much for just taking some time today to talk to us. Thank you so much for all you are doing for people and helping improve people's lives. Again, it's alexismeads.com. You are so great. Appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much, JJ. I really appreciate uh, being on here and for all that story brand does. Well, if you've ever felt like Alexis and you've lacked confidence because of stagnant business growth, if you've ever thought, man, more people should be responding to my product or service or my vision, I've got a great tool for you. It's 5-Minute Marketing Makeover. I've got three videos at 5MinuteMarketingMakeover.com. The first one is called Why Customers Aren't Buying. So it's going to explain why you're just hearing crickets on the internet. The second is called Five Ways to Sharpen Your Sales Message. And the third are examples of websites that are working. Just that third video, you're going to get so many tips and strategies and things that you can do and apply to your own message that are going to get great results. Definitely don't delay. Go to 5MinuteMarketingMakeover.com and check out this incredible free tool. Well, JJ, another great episode. So fun. Worth the trip to Austin, Texas. Plus, we got yes. free barbecue. I didn't even tell you. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> <gasps> now I'm jealous. Not Franklin. I wanted Franklin, but uh, we didn't want to wait in line for seven hours. <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan, if you're listening to this, you owe us a trip to Nashville. We've been to Austin. We've got some barbecue here. Too. Yes. We'll Plus, take you can get, Edley's. you know, buy one, get three pair of cowboy boots. boots. We'll take- <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a real thing. Have you ever been down there? Yeah. Yeah, but you, you know, like buy a pair of calves, you get three free I know, pairs. I'm tempted every time, but they don't fit my calves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a whole other episode. <laughs> Music from this episode is from the album Black Bear by Andrew Bell, which you can listen to on Spotify or download on iTunes. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose, noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. <laughs>